Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the final hour of power here on this Wednesday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement. Lonell Willingham taking you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to Bart Winkler and CBS Sports Radio. Talking all things burgundy and gold here for the first two and a half hours of the program. Right now, I want to take a big picture look at the National Football League. This is going to be an offseason like none other. A record $30 million added to each team's cap. The quarterback class, most people are calling it generational. So I expect a lot of player movement throughout the next couple of months here. And we got the legal tampering period getting ready to start in free agency. Was it two weeks from now? Two and a half weeks from now? We're going to start seeing guys on the move. And I think, for me, I'm expecting a whole lot of surprises. I'm expecting... To see a lot of crazy player movement, whether it's free agency. I expect guys to be traded during the draft. There's just so many different avenues that a lot of these teams in the National Football League could go. A lot of different ways teams could go. So right now, I want to give my three bold predictions. I want to give my big, three biggest, boldest predictions. For the 2024 NFL offseason, and Steamy Takes Only. Steamy Takes Only. Start off with this. This is going to really, really end up shocking people. I don't think the Miami Dolphins will extend to a tongue of Iloa this offseason. I think if you're Miami, you're a team like Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta. You're one of these teams that are trying to pony up your draft capital and move up into the top five of the NFL draft to take one of these young signal callers. Why would Miami consider 
moving off to a tongue of Iloa. The injury history and the production, for me at least, just simply isn't good enough. All season long, I sat up here and told you all how fraudulent the Miami Dolphins were. Tua Tungavailoa is expected, some people expect him to sign a market resetting contract with Miami this year, making him the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Do we think that's responsible of Miami to do? Does that make sense for the Dolphins to commit that type of money long term to Tua Tungavailoa, knowing the injury history that he's had? Think about it like this, looking at Miami as a whole. Mike McDaniel, 0-2 in the postseason. Now, granted, year one, two had the injury. You end up starting Skylar Thompson in that wild card playoff game against Buffalo, and you almost won. So I give you your credit for that. But this past year, you remember the way we were talking about Miami after they whooped up on the Denver Broncos 70-20? to You could say no wrong. You could do no wrong. When it came to Miami. But the big reason, the big reason that I'm not buying Tua Tungavailoa long term as the leader of the Miami Dolphins, he is a system quarterback. Cam Newton caught a lot of flack, caught a lot of flack this offseason talking about game managers and game changers. Tua Tungavailoa is a game manager. From my vantage point. I think if you're Miami, it makes, everyone's talking about Chicago wanting to reset the clock at quarterback. It makes the most sense to me for Miami to be the team that resets the clock at the quarterback position. Last year, the Dolphins finished with a record of 11-6. and six. They win the AFC East. Or excuse me, they didn't win the AFC East. They had to take on the Kansas City Chiefs on the road, and they lost 26-7. Tua Tungavailoa simply wasn't good enough. Nearly 50% completion percentage, touchdown and interception, didn't look good when they had to take on the big, bad Kansas City Chiefs. And it felt like that each and every year that Miami took on a good team. Their record, their record this year against teams over 500, not very good. In week four, they took on the Buffalo Bills, mollywopped, 48 to 20. Week seven, they go to Philadelphia and get the belt put on them, 31 to 17. Week nine, they travel to Kansas City. Well, that game wasn't in Kansas City. They played that one overseas, but still, against a good football team, they lost 21 to 14. I remember the first career start or the second career start of Will Levis at home on Monday Night Football. They lost 28-27. And then the final two weeks of the regular season, that week 17 ass-whipping that they suffered to Baltimore, 56-19, then you follow that up by losing the AFC East title at home, I might add, on Sunday Night Football, 21-14 against Buffalo. Every time the deck was even. Every time there was an even equal playing field for Miami this year, they folded like a damn accordion. They folded like some good denim. I'm telling you. 
I'm not buying Tua Tungavailoa and the Miami Dolphins moving forward. That's my first bold prediction of the NFL offseason is that, look, you're probably not going to see Tua Tungavailoa get that long-term extension that we were talking about. My number two bold prediction for the 2024 NFL offseason here in steamy takes only, I think Kirk Cousins takes his talent to Las Vegas and embraces that Raider way with Antonio Pierce in the Raiders. And here's why. It seems like a match made in heaven to me. You think about what it means to be a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. You think about the the rich tradition and history of the silver and black. They were long known as the bullies of the National Football League. They were the dudes that were rolling up their sleeves and punching people in the mouth. That is what Raider football has been. Before my time, not really during my time, because they've stunk for the majority of the 2000s, but you get what I'm trying to say. Antonio Pierce is hell-bent on bringing the rich tradition and history back of the silver and black. So much so, Chris, I don't know if you heard this, Antonio Pierce talking about you know, the Jordan rules back in the day that the Pistons had for MJ. They're going to have the Mahomes rules for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, your football traditionalists are going to turn their nose up at it and say, oh, is he trying to get someone hurt? Did he not learn from Greg Williams and Bounty Gate? The hell with all of that. I love the mentality that AP is bringing to the Raiders. Because if you think about it, they played and fared pretty damn well last year when they took on Pat Mahomes and company. They seem to have figured out the riddle and cracked the code of the Chiefs. They played Kansas City twice last year. They played them on Thanksgiving, and then they played them on Christmas. Now, on Thanksgiving, they lost 31-17. to But it was a close game. If you got to watch any of that, the Chiefs were down 14 to nothing in that football game against Las Vegas. Yet the Raiders folded. But Antonio Pierce said, that's all right, I got something for you. You may have gotten us on Thanksgiving, but when Santa comes down that damn chimney, we got your number. Second half of the season, week 16, on the road, I might add, not only did the Raiders go into Kansas City and beat Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, they did it in dominating fashion. If you think about just going into a game and ripping the heart out of your opponent's chest, it's how the Raiders did it. They beat Kansas City by a score of 20 to 14. And can I read you? Can I read you the stat line for the starting quarterback, Aiden O'Connell? 9 of 21, 62 yards, a quarterback rating of 11.1, and he was sacked twice. They went into Kansas City last year and punked the Chiefs. They went into Kansas City last year and stuffed Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes in a locker. And we know how how tough it'd be to stuff Andy Reid in the locker. So you got to get what I'm saying here. I think Kirk Cousins is the perfect quarterback to go to Vegas because if you think about Kirk's career, all it's been is him producing, putting up big-time numbers, but for whatever reason, he didn't sign a long-term deal here in Washington, and the Minnesota Vikings seem hesitant on giving him the long-term financial security that he's asking for. I think Antonio Pierce and company pick up the phone and say, welcome to death row, Kirk Cousins. Come here to Vegas, lead us to the promised land, and help us recapture 
the AFC West. I tell you what, if the Raiders end up with Kirk Cousins, they will be one of the biggest threats to the Kansas City Chiefs in the entire AFC. You can mark my damn words. I promise you. I don't know whether or not Kirk is going to end up in Vegas or not, but it's my ideal landing spot. And it's one of my bold predictions for the 2024 NFL offseason. My third and final bold prediction for the 2024 NFL offseason here in steamy takes only. This one's massive. The LA Rams, a team last year that finished with a record of 10 and 7, won seven out of their last eight to punch their ticket to the postseason. They were phenomenal. Phenomenal down the stretch. Those Los Angeles Rams, though, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time since 2016, have their own first-round pick. And we know Les Snead's moniker, F them picks. It's all he said the last six, seven years. But for this year, the Rams have their own first-round pick. It's pick number 19 in the NFL draft. And right now, looking at Bucky Brooks' mock draft, he's got them taking Chop Robinson, my boy, Montgomery Village Chief, Quince Orchard Cougar, played with his older brother, JB, at Montgomery Village. So I know Chop damn well. They've got Chop Robinson going number 19 to the Rams. I say bump that. Matthew Stafford's getting long in the tooth, baby. If I'm the L.A. Rams and I'm trying to find a successor for Matthew Stafford, I do it in this draft. I think the Rams, once again, say F them picks in value getting Matt Stafford's replacement more than improving the rest of the roster. Could you imagine J.J. McCarthy playing for Sean McVay? Could you imagine J.J. McCarthy lining up under center, getting down and dirty in that NFC West? I know there are a lot of varying opinions on how good J.J. McCarthy actually is going to be, but the one thing I've been on the record saying and that I will continue to say about J.J. McCarthy, his best fit to me is in one of these Shanahan offenses. I would love to see him in Minnesota with Kevin O'Connell, who runs a variation of that Shanahan offense. He comes from the McVay tree. I think that would be an ideal fit. I could also see him potentially in L.A. with the Rams. I could also see J.J. McCarthy under center with Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins. But my third and final bold prediction, I think the Rams this offseason, one way or another, find the eventual successor for one Matthew Stafford. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. If you want to react to my bold predictions uh, for the 2024 NFL offseason, you can do so on the other side of this break. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take a quick pause. When we get back, we'll switch gears completely here. We've talked all things NFL about the first couple hours of the program. When we get back, NBA, fresh out of the All-Star break. We had a big-time buzzer beater last night. Max Drews putting the dagger through the hearts of Luka Doncic uh, and the Dallas Mavericks. We'll go around the NBA next here on The Fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock here. About a half hour left to go in tonight's program. I'm going to re-rack the breaking news that we got about 30, 45 minutes ago. Big time, massive hurdle cleared. Uh, for those of you all hoping for the RFK site, to be a possibility for those Washington commanders. A little bit of an update for you on that front. I'm trying to pull up the tweet here just so I don't get any of the details wrong here. Uh, the U.S. House of Representatives approves the D.C. Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium, Stadium Campus Revitalization Act by an overwhelming 347 to 53 vote. This situation will now move to the Senate, and it seems like uh, we are well on our way to the Washington Commanders, potentially, uh, being back at the old RFK site. I've given my thoughts on it. I, I could care less about if it happens or not. If it does, fine. If it doesn't, I won't care. My preference would be that it doesn't happen because it seems like one of the only ways this is possible is if we have a massive amount of public funding coming towards this. I will say this about the D.C. government, and what decision they ultimately have to make here. If you were listening to Overtime earlier this summer, even a couple of weeks back when Ted Leonsis and company announced their decision to impart, or to move, excuse me, the Wizards and the Caps out to Virginia, I told you it's just the first of many moves. It made sense why that happened. Mario Bowser showed zero urgency, showed zero foresight when it came to Ted Leonsis and the current deal uh, at Cap One Arena. She pulled a fast one on all of you. See, all of you out there, I had to listen to you complain and whine about how Chinatown is going to be such a dump and, and how harmful it was to move the Wizards in Cap One Arena, out of Chinatown, I had to listen to all of that. 
she's playing chess, not checkers. You guys clearly are ain't even playing checkers. You're on your iPad. You're like my little cousin. Glued to the iPad. Not thinking anything. It was never going to be possible for the commanders to be back at RFK while the Wizards and Caps were in downtown Chinatown. It's not possible. It's not possible. That's why the negotiations went the way that they did between Monumental Sports and the D.C. government. Because they knew what they were doing. They understand you can't please everybody here. You cannot please everyone. Hold on. The mayor was caught totally off guard by that announcement. Oh, 100%. No, no. She acted like she was caught off guard. There was no urgency because she didn't want to renew. I mean, she was livid when she found out. I mean, I don't know, man. (laughs) I mean, politics are the greatest actors in America. You're giving her a lot of credit, man. (laughs) No, I am. Because there's only one thing that makes sense. You're going to have two publicly funded venues here in the city? Hell no. RFK, from a popularity standpoint, that's what gets her reelected. Not revamping Cap One Arena. Let's just play devil's advocate here. If the choice was revamping Cap One Arena or getting the commanders back at the RFK site, it's pretty pretty blatant answer. It's a pretty obvious answer as to what the common public would want. As to what most of you nitwits out there would want. It's the RFK site. So she had to make a choice there. And that's the choice that she made. So we will see ultimately what happens. But as I've said, of the three municipalities battling for the stadium rights, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, D.C., to me at least, is in a far worse off financial state than Maryland and Virginia when it comes to trying to build the entertainment Taj Mahal that Josh Harris and company are trying to put together. That, that's just my thought on it. Seems very obvious what's happening here. You can agree, you can disagree, but one thing is for certain, two things for sure. Despite what a lot of you out there might think, Mario Bowser ain't no dummy. She's just not. It's her job to get the best deal for the district. Will she do that? I don't know. Because at the end of the day, it's a popularity contest with a lot of these decisions that are made. There are a lot of people that despite all of the shortcomings she's had as the mayor here in D.C., there are a lot of people that will reelect her just based on a stupid stadium. So I get why she's moving the way she's moving. Makes 110% sense. Do I agree with it? Hell no. I had Rocky Pinnock, my guy on Twitter, tweet at me is, you're becoming a NIMBY. It's an acronym. It's what he's calling it. A NIMBY. Not in my backyard conservative. Change your intro song to proud to be an American. Come on, people. NIMBY is a pretty well-known term, man. What is it? NIMBY. I didn't, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's the people that are always complaining. It's the same people that are like, uh, remember when the, the phone store is getting uh, in trouble for playing go-go music all the time? And the local neighbors were like, hey, you got to stop playing music. Those are yeah. NIMBYs. They don't want that stuff. Like they move into neighborhoods, and they tell everybody to stop making noise. And, do, and it's like, well, why'd you move into the city if you don't, like, I don't know. Well, yeah. But that's what they're called. They're called NIMBYs. It's not my back. You're not doing that in my neighborhood. Like, Do you think I'm a NIMBY? Do you, do you, 
That's what he's saying about the stadium in this case. So he's saying because you don't want the stadium here, not in my backyard. You're like, I don't want public funding for this. I don't like that's that's. It has nothing to do with noise or anything like that. It has to do with the youth of DC. But the concept, from his point of view, right, I get it, is the same that you're you you know they're trying to do something in DC and you don't want you don't want this thing here. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. want it done because I think the taxpayer dollars would be well off spent in other places. I'm a metro user. I take the stupid Metro every day. I think Randy Clark is. But. Do you realize, and this is no offense to the security that now works for Metro. Just give you an example of how I'm being impacted by all of this. Why I'm being selfish here. Now, there's no weight limit on being a police officer. Let's just let me tell you what Metro has replaced the transit police with on my route. Obese, overweight men and women carrying a pistol on their hip with a damn orange security vest. That's supposed to stop crime? Who the hell are they catching? What crime are they stopping? You're taking money away from Metro because you want to spend it elsewhere and build this dumbass stadium out of the old RFK site. I can give a rat you know what. I don't care. Stop defunding the police. Stop taking away from after-school programs. Stop defunding Metro. Put your money there, not into a stadium. That's where I come from when it comes to the stadium talk. Let Virginia open up their wallets. It's one of the damn richest counties in America. Talking about Loudoun County and the surrounding areas in Virginia. Let Maryland do it. I live in Montgomery County. I live in the slums of Montgomery County, but it's one of the richest counties in America. Let Maryland pay for a stadium. Let Virginia pay for a stadium. You know the old site out at uh by by the Bed MGM over on the harbor, the Oxen Hill area. National National Harbor, yeah. Uh-huh. Why can't the stadium be there? That's not DC. It's Maryland. And it's easy enough for everyone to get there. People, like I said, Chris. Just want to complain and then want to relive the past. Guess what? You're old and fat now. There ain't no going back to the RFK days. Your kids are old. I'll just say it, the National Harbor is not that easy for me to get to from where I live. I live in the city, and so it's great if because it's right off the bridge, you know, and if you're coming from Virginia or Maryland, it's easy to get to. But if you come from the city, it's not really a direct way there. You have to, like, go out to the Beltway to come back to it. It's, yeah. <sighs> Well, if the team's good, people aren't going to care. That's what's more important to me. It seems like, and this is what, I believe you were doing the shows with me this summer, Chris, and we were having these debates back and forth with these crazy-ass fans. Everyone out there stressed out, ready to jump through a glass ceiling over a name and over a stadium. But yet still, this year, despite them announcing every home game as a sellout, we were once again embarrassed as a fan base. The Miami Dolphins came and completely took over y'all stadium. Yet y'all think I care about where you want the next one to be? You don't show up! Why would anyone care? Because you're losers. That's the difference. 
You're so stuck on stupid when it comes to this team. You care about a stadium and a name more than the product on the field. It's so frustrated with this. Because I know it's not as simple and black and white as I'm making it. I know it's not. But just, but just have some empathy here for what's going on in my backyard. Not defunding the police anymore. I'm not defunding Metro anymore. Not to, not to fulfill your, your stadium wishes. I'm done with that. You all claim you're such real diehard fans that bleed burgundy and gold. Show your ass up to the stadium then. It's embarrassing. Having the Miami Dolphins come in with their teal colors. If you're from here, you should be getting a half smoke. You're right. You're right. That is my my dog of choice. But you get what I'm saying, man. I just, I'm not willing to have Stadium conversations that really hear some of y'all out if you don't go to the games. What you gonna say? You don't go to the games because of because it's FedEx. All I had to listen to, Chris. Remember, remember this, right? All we had to listen to was, "Oh, we don't go to the games no more because of Dan Snyder." <laughs> that's 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 why I don't show up. Guess who wasn't the owner of the team this year, Chris? Daniel Snyder. Guess who still? Guess who still got out attended in their own home venue? You Commander fans. So Josh can make it look as cute and sexy as it wants, announcing another sellout, another sellout. It's okay. That's okay. Because I hope, I really do hope that some of y'all out there that are complaining about this, I hope you show up to FedEx next year. Oh, I can't even call the FedEx. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you show up to Commander Stadium next year. I hope you do. Because I'm quite honestly exhausted, exhausted. When it comes to the stadium conversation, I just am. Acting like moving the team back to FedEx is going to do something. Who cares? Seriously. Why is there so much nostalgia around FedEx? Or excuse me, around RFK? Because we were good then. Because we were good then. You know why we were good then? Not because of the stadium. Because they put together a talented roster. That one with three different quarterbacks. We can't find one. So if you're looking as to why the team sucks, it has nothing to do with the damn stadium. And I'm tired of people making excuses about the stadium. If they're going to take public funding from the District of Columbia, Josh Harris and company, and your 21 limited partners, you can go kick all the rocks. Fly a kite. Before you think you're going to break ground in my city. Hello, Sam. How are you? Good. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Nice Sorry, calm, Linnell. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, calmer now. I just want to talk to you about this RFK thing, man. Um, yeah, I think it would be nice to have a stadium there, but, I mean, like you said, I think it's probably the ship has sailed by now. But I think you should be against all public funding for these stations, these um, these um, stadiums. I mean, Jack Kent cooked it, and, you know, he bought that stadium, pile and paid for the stadium downtown. Yep. So I don't know why there should be public, you know, I, I agree with that. I don't think the public funding should happen myself. I think they should just pay for it themselves. They should. If they but got 21 limited partners, you shouldn't be asking for a damn thing. Damn right. <laughs> Excuse me. No, no, you're good, Sam. It's the night program, baby. Give me another one. You're damn right. Come on, man. 
But anyway, yeah, I mean, that, that's a nice thing. The RFK was good. FedEx has a lot yeah, of problems. It was awesome. Problems, I love it. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. And also, I heard today they're going to spend, like, all these millions to refurbish it in the next couple of years and, anyway. And, and, earlier, and Sam, another report. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And we didn't – I appreciate the call as always, Sam. Make sure you tap in tomorrow night. We're here at same time, same location, 630 to 10 right here on The Fan. We didn't even get to get to it today. Jason Wright joined Grant and Danny. Sam puts it perfectly. If you think – they putting 75 M's in renovating FedEx to move out of it? I think it'd be stupid. But the one thing I also have to note there, it's not just FedEx that is going to, excuse me, God, I got to stop calling it FedEx. It's not just command land, the stadium. Can we call it the cooker? <laughs> That's what it used to be called. Why is it called the cooker? So when it was first made, the mm-hmm. first year oh, before because, Dan Snyder was named cook. Jack Can't Cook, so and co- okay. us fans used to call it the cooker. The cooker. I the like that name. I certainly, certainly a lot better than any kind of corporate name. Right, but we know from, from a money standpoint, you got to go corporate. But- so, so what if they move it into D.C. and they get a corporate sponsor, but it happens to be a local business that's very cherished, like, say, Ben's Chili Bowl, and they call it the Ben's Chili Bowl. Are my people paying for it? <laughs> That's all I have to ask. Are my people paying for it? I don't know, man. I don't know. They, they probably will. It's how it goes these days, the one thing unfortunately. I w- the one thing I was going to say, too, is I don't want to you know, mislead the public and, and give you all factual information. The $75 million in renovation, not just for Ben's Chili Bowl Stadium. It's also for the team headquarters out in Ashburn. So if you saw the NFLPA survey that came out today, they were given an F across the board for pretty much every category, stadiums and facilities included. That's why you're seeing these upgrades. But we didn't get to it tonight because we just didn't. We had a lot of other stuff to talk about. We will tomorrow get into the stadium stuff hot and heavy. Jason Wright, the team president, joined Grant Danny earlier today. And said he expects them to play in the stadium past 2027 when the lease is up. So when I play Madden and I do my little fake franchise, I do build a stadium in that 2026 offseason. So according to Jason Wright, pump the brakes on your Madden franchises, people. They may be playing at FedEx a little bit longer. I, I don't get what people are so upset about when it comes to the FedEx location. What's so bad about it? You can, there's a lot of, there's a big lot there. If you knock that thing down, in and move more tact, as I would like to say, you can build the entertainment and sports Taj Mahal there that you're looking for. Well, where are they playing if you knock it down? Not like they think it's built in six months. You play somewhere else. That's why you. That's why you did the deal with the University of Maryland. You play at Siku. Uh. The Vikings had to do this years ago. They played at University of Minnesota. This is what happens when you build a stadium. That's the least of the Well, concern. that's because the Vikings stadium, like, collapsed. The roof collapsed or whatever, right? Right. But that's, that's the, a little different. They, like, had to do that. But that's the least. I don't think they wanted to do that. Right. But I think the, the where they'll play at is just the least of the concerns. I think it's a huge concern. I mean. No one shows up anyway. They can fit The people. owner has said, though, you know, he, he wants higher ticket sales. That's a sign of success to him. Uh, regardless well, well, of how the to team's Josh, doing the field, Other so. people are buying the tickets, J-Mac. Money's money, though, man. Their money spends the same when they're coming from Miami or whatever, and he doesn't care. He wants you're to sell right. tickets. You're right, and if that's so. the case, you heard what Chris said. You're hearing what I'm saying. Stop complaining about the stadium if you don't show up. That's my rule of thumb for the next couple of years. I don't want to hear from you if you haven't been in the stadium in the past five years. 
Because a lot of you out there are complaining and have no idea what you're even complaining about. None. I understand the optics, the guardrail falling over on Jalen Hurts. It was just rated the worst stadium in the league also. <laughs> you had, had a little bit of doo-doo falling from the stadium. From the, from the and that Beyonce concert that everyone got like, uh, I mean, that's not even a football game. I know. I know. But that's why you knock it down and you completely build it anew. It's old. It needs to be completely knocked down and rebuilt. And Chris, you bring up a valid point of where would they play if you knock it down. I know a couple of different little league organizations that can fit the amount of fans that show up to that stadium. My high school can fit the fans that, that are going to show up. Some of those high schools have big. Uh... Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Everything bigger and better in Texas. But Chris, your vantage, your 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 vantage point perspective on this is always interesting to me because you are a part of the older demographic that I'm poking at right now. Our, our program director, Chris Kennard, talked about how, you know, how he would go to games back in the day. Grant Paulson talks about how he would go to games back in the day. I listened to Doc Walker, B. Mitch, talk about the environment at RFK back in the day. And I respect the OGs. I love y'all. It's all fine and dandy. You can't just, you can't just think that recreating nostalgia is going to lead to victories. And I'm not saying that y'all, that's what y'all are saying, but I just don't get the pressing need to do it because it feels like that was one of the most hot button issues when it came to the transition to power was the stadium. I just don't see it that way. Well, I mean, you want to get fans to come out and spin and that's what they're trying to do, you know? And I I hear that. It's just look at the movie theaters these days. You know, when, when, when I was young, movie theaters are kind of cramped and whatever. And you go to them now, they got like recliners in there. Sit back. Yeah. They like give you a massage and stuff. You can get it on at a movie theater if you want to. They've learned that like, yeah, they want to sell seats, but they're going to make these seats nicer. And like, they're trying to make this whole experience. And I think, but you can do that though, is what I'm saying without, without completely uprooting yourself from where you currently are. I think it would even save them some money on the back end. If they just broke ground at a place that they already got and already own. Yeah. I think the the issue though is going to be capacity. They want something where it's just going to, it's the smallest stadium in the league it for needs capacity. To be. It needs to be. No one shows up, Chris. Well, their idea though, is that they, they are downsize. turning the team around. They got to downsize. The so if they're expecting the team to be turned around. Then that that's what they want. They want to have more people be able to go there and spend more money there. More seats is more money and all that, you know, I get it, but you should be trying. The, the old RFK said about how many? 55,000. They can play at Audi Field, yeah. Chris. Well, it's like 58 now or something, right? It's like 58 or at FedEx. Or- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ben Chili Bowl. The cooker. The cooker. The cooker. Yeah, can we start calling it the cooker? I'm sure Harris wouldn't, wouldn't mind. He was probably a Jack Kent Cook fan. Yeah, it was a cooker for a season. And honestly, that was just actually, a fan name anyway. It wasn't like an official name. So, you know, we call it the cooker so, still. Um, who cares? I was listening to one of our rival radio stations who I won't give airtime here. Uh, they were giving the news, and they were like, until they were very newsy and how they provided it. The Washington Commanders no longer have the naming rights of FedEx. They will be playing... At Commander's Field from the foreseeable future. If you think I'm going to call this damn thing Commander's Field, you must have fell down the stairs and bumped your head twice on the last step. I just can't get myself to do that. Well, what will you be calling it in the meantime? I know we got to hit a break. It's here. the cooker for me. I, it just, I just it's like the cooker. I, I like the idea to go back to that. Why not? Why not? Why not? It sounds cooler. It sounds cooler than FedEx. You know, the youngest in charge was all about being cool. <laughs> 
One final segment coming up. We'll go around the NBA as promised next here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Well, Chris, I didn't think we'd make it to this point in the show. Well, I guess we had to because it's the end. But it was just absolute bedlam for your boy trying to get to work today. I pride myself as the youngest in charge movement for being prompt on time. Normally, Chris... When you get here, it's just full transparency to the folks. Chris does a phenomenal job behind the glass. This is all of our producers do. But, Chris, normally when you get here, I've got the audio chopped up. It's in the folder for today. And I'm telling you what audio we need in the first segment. We're smooth sailings. Because normally when I do an overtime show, I get here no later than 3 o'clock. We're not on the air until 6.30. But I normally get here at about 3 o'clock, 2.45, and I'm fat still, so it's not like I'm working out before the show. I, I just need the extra time to prep, and I like I just like putting my show together a certain way, man. And I've been dealing with a little bit of a stomach bug. I went out to Cap One Arena on Sunday. I actually saw John Kime there. Uh, he's a big Cleveland Cavaliers fan because he's from uh, the Ohio area, and he had his wife out with him. And I saw Kime at the game, and right after I saw Kime, I got in line to get two personal pizzas from Papa John's who is like a subsidiary of one of the kiosks at the uh, Cap One Arena. And your boy's been on a little bit of a diet. I've done been doing this 13-330 bit on the treadmill, and I've been eating really nothing, no, no, nothing that really has carbs in it. Basically, pizza has been out of the boy's diet for like nine days. And I'm already a dude that cheese just absolutely rips me into shreds. I should have known when I got the pizza – it was one of those bits, Chris, where they had these are these lights here in the studio. They basically had a bunch of pies, pizzas, underneath of these lights saying, yeah, that's how we're keeping them warm. So what Oh, I, the warming. So they've been made for a while, bro, and they're just kind of sitting it there. effed me up. My stomach is still going crazy, dog. Yeah, that was a bad decision, man. Bro, <laughs> I, I'm just, I was thinking, like, okay, I was trying to eat something that, like, wasn't going to be super fatty. Like, I could have had a chicken sandwich. But I'm thinking it's just pizza. It's bread and cheese, y'all. It told me told me up from the flow. I've been on the toilet since Sunday. Now, last night, y'all know the Warriors came to town. And your boy normally goes out and makes it to every home game. And I try to cover the Wizards and provide you all some more insight. It would have been my first time getting to see Steph Curry in person. My stomach hurt so darn bad yesterday that as I'm on my way to get ready, you could probably guess what happened. 
If you didn't, if you couldn't guess what happened, you can hear it tomorrow night on Overtime. I'm back with you 6.30 to 10 right here on The Fan. Coming up next, the boy Bart Winkler in CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 